This is unstructured. Hey everybody, today I have a really special guest. Um, her name is Wynn Charles. She's a very well-known fellow podcaster, but that's not all she does. She's also an author, an artist. I believe you even design jewelry, is that correct, Wynn? I do. I take my own artwork and place it on jewelry. Okay, now this is this um, something you learned in the family because your mother ran a couple jewelry stores? No, no. This isn't a uh, family trained. And no, I, um, even though my mom did support me in my art, and she um, never taught, she actually, believe it or not, forced me to go into education. The reason why I say that is because she came from the philosophy of you got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be a teacher. Well, doctor and mm-hmm. lawyer were completely out of the question for me due to my physical disability, which is ataxia, spastic, cerebral palsy, CT for short. Don't you people Google it because that would just send you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> why I do the podcast, Ask Win, so you get the quick version of the CP, quite frankly. And so then you don't have to Google CP and ask Google a million questions. Thank God. I and don't so, think I could even uh, spell that. <laughs> I can barely spell cerebral palsy. I just call it CP and that's good <laughs> to me. I just, I just call my, I'm sorry to all the CP community. I can't spell my own disability, let alone, um, I just call it Google CP and it pops up, but don't you guys Google it. You, um, that will send you down a frustrating rabbit hole that, um, I don't want to send you guys down. I actually think that's good because what you're saying in essence is you can't even spell it because it does not define you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It, I'm laughing because I can't even spell a good one as I can't even spell it. Um, it comes out all jobbing when I talk to Siri about it. So I'm like, I can't even spell it, and it doesn't um, define me. I I gotta use it right now, Eggs, because I the reason why I can't spell cerebral palsy is because it doesn't define me. <laughs> exactly. So note that down, trademark it, and keep it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so now, on that note, because obviously you face challenges that most of us do not, and we don't completely understand, I, I find it really impressive that you're out there, you're doing all kinds of things. I mean, you actually, at one point, uh, from what I understand, carried the Olympic torch during a relay? I was honored and lucky enough to get nominated by my dad, who's a really good nominator, because he got all his friends. He actually read it in the paper. They were looking for, this was in 2002. And so he actually read it in all local paper. All local paper here is Aspen, Colorado, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, um, he read it. He got online. He, I didn't know what the heck he was 
doing. And at the time, I was recovering from foot surgery. I I was actually recovering from eight surgeries at once in a body cast. Lovely. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, they did eight surgeries at once. And I got my feet fused, my knees, my, I don't know what they did. And so eight, surgery, eight surgeries at once. So I didn't know this was going on. The next thing I know, um, my mom, who was alive at the time, brings down to Denver a FedEx package. And she actually brought down two of them because unbeknownst to me, my my dad's friends actually nominated my dad as well. He hmm. refused to run, which um, he refused to run, gave the honor to me. And, um, and so that's what the second FedEx package was, but I didn't know what the heck she was bringing down FedEx packages was. I opened um, the FedEx package and um, it says, you've been nominated to carry the Olympic torch in 2002 because, as you all know, the Olympics was in Salt Lake City and then, uh, yeah. So that's why I got nominated. So I'm thinking, okay, we'll do this. We'll get you on the Olympic torch, which fine. Do you know um, the day I carried, which was February 2nd, 2002, it was white as a feather. Do you know I still have that dang thing? I still have <laughs> the Olympic torch. I still have the, it's in my room. And I um, I tried to lift the dang thing a couple years ago, actually, mm-hmm. maybe even longer than that. And it was heavy as lead. Really? <laughs> when I tried to lift it out of the thing, it was heavy as lead. So I think when I carried it um, in 2002, I think it was just the adrenaline rush that um helped me there oh i can believe it i mean what what an honor not not many people get to do that and i love covering things like this because people might assume that you're not able to do things and you've obviously proven this out um you hiked mount albert at one point i believe yes um you you snowboard for god's sake and ski i do i do I do. I am the um, second adaptive snowboarder in the world. My BFF, my best friend, is the first. I gave up skiing when I was 16 years old and tried this new thing, snowboarding, when it was brand new and very popular at the time. It's still um, very popular, but I think skiing is a dying art and I learn how to ski so I I can ski but give me a snowboard and I'm a much happier camper but <laughs> I can still ski I mean yeah 
And you also ride the recumbent bike and run an Alter G? I don't run the Alter G anymore. Oh. The Alter G um, disappeared, unfortunately, out of my life. And um, I don't know if I'm going to get that one back. But I do have a recumbent bike. And I just got a brand new we um we come an e bike which mm. e bike are the a bike is a bike is a bike but if you can afford to get an e bike do it 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 you'll <laughs> love it and so um e bikes are not well a bike is a bike is a bike but these new bikes are getting more and more expensive mm. and. E-bikes are not cheap, but if you have the funding, do it. Get one, and um, and I love it, my e-bike. I'm not doing it right now. The battery pack got taken off because it's full and it's cold, and I don't feel like biking in the cold. Okay. Do you also swim? I uh, I do not, and I will tell you why publicly. Because as I was recovering from a scoliosis surgery that went horribly wrong, actually, um, someone, a trained physical therapist who knew better, put me in a pool with an open wound on my back, and that scared me away from pools ever since then. (laughs) And so that is why I don't swim. But I do love the ocean. When I get the chance to go to the ocean, um, I'm right there in the salt water, but that is why I don't swim. Well, that's cool. Now, when you grew up, though, from what I understand, you went to school with everybody else, right? It, I did. No special I did. school. I, no, no, but I had a one-on-one. I, I was fortunate enough to go to a private school where I work, thank you very much. <laughs> so, oh, currently? We'll talk about that full circle. I work <laughs> there. Too. Nice. So, so the kids, the kids think it's fascinating when I tell them, look, I have eyes in the back of my head. I was you guys once, now pay attention. And nine times out of ten, that works. I, um, the only words that I have to say is I was an odd vogue and that is our mascot. The odd vogue is an awesome mm-hmm. awesome the odd book and um that's the nineties kids would get that reference. And so I work there it's uh, it's a cha- it's a challenging experience. Not so much because of the physical disability Mm-hmm. It's because of I'm in a low paying job. I am in a low paying job and I am going back to journalism school as we speak to do um to get my degree in journalism. Yeah, I to, wanted to talk about that. Um the journalism degree and and why? What's inspiring you to go into journalism? What's what is your to, goal? My goal for this, my goal for my very expensive degree, thank you very much, 
is my goal is to speak for those who can't speak literally and physically and emotionally and everything else because I have been so blessed throughout my own life to use assistive technology. And the reason why I bring this up is because Eric had the voice that we all love and use on the Apple iPhone. So when I um, saw that podcast come into my feed, I was blown away that <laughs> you got it. And so I'm not going to say her name as, well, I will, Susan Bennett as Siri, because Siri will go off and all you people would kill me. If, <laughs> because there's a function on the Apple iPhone that if Apple iPhone is in that room and you have, hey, what's the name on the turn on? She will go off. <laughs> she mm-hmm. to go off on my phone, my iPad, and I don't have a Mac anymore, so she doesn't go off on that. But if I use a name, she'll go off, so I try not to use a name. <laughs> so um, I was so lucky enough to use assistive technology throughout my life. And, of course, PCs, unfortunately, they make a bigger deal of assistive technology than Apple does. So Apple... If you're listening, could you please give me my Mac back? Because (laughs) I really like it. And PCs and Dragon Naturally Speaking doesn't work. So I'm like, could you please help someone out there? But only kidding. But I, um, I really like the functionality of Apple. I wrote my original book. On Apple, I wrote I Call a Win, which is a book we are referring to mm-hmm. on our iPhone. Oh, you wrote the book on your yeah. iPhone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you can basically write books on iPhones, Android, um, anything with speech dictation now. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So you, you have a, a bond, in a way, with um, the lady in the box, we'll say. The lady in the box, the lady in the box, and I <laughs> have a bond. And before the lady, the lady in the box came to um, my iPhone, I I grew up partially here, partially on the East Coast. And as Susan Bennett told you, she is the voice for Atlanta Airlines. Well, mm. just winging back to Atlanta Airlines, I was in the Atlanta airport in the 90s and heard Susan's voice throughout the Atlanta airport. So, and eventually I have a book coming out on how to use theory to write books. I just need oh. to get my act together. Fantastic. And the, I just need to get back from the editor and, um, Yes, and then it's going to be published, so you guys will know all my tricks now. No, that's that's amazing and so cool that you can use a technology like that down. I'm 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 going to be writing a book in November, and I'm going. Hmm, I may be uh, 
consulting you for ideas on that because well, I always can. have my iPhone. You can. You go ahead, consult away, because and anyone who's listening to the Unstructured podcast, consult me on podcasts and consult me on books because I was using speech dictation before it became a thing. Yeah, I, I can imagine so. Um, you speak really well, um, considering. I think that there's different degrees of speech capability in the CP community. Is that fair? Yes. And yes. And some people have my own CP where you can't tell. Others have severe CP where they're wheelchair bound completely. I have moderate CP, but. My BFF, who happens to be my assistant, um, and I didn't know this until her book came out, she got the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. So that's why she herself has CP to begin with and has a heavy speech impediment. I mean, Mm. I can understand it because she's my BFF, but when she does public interviews, she uses the iPad to um, speak. Okay. I was wondering about that because I believe in your book you mentioned that at one point you were exploring or your parents were exploring the technology that Stephen Hawking used. Yes. 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 That's what, yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's what's given um, to those who can't speak. The technology that Stephen Hawking used, um, yeah, my parents, my parents exploded all, basically, my parents are interested in things here. They, um, it's funny enough, I actually didn't learn to speak in my home state. I actually learned how to speak in Virginia, believe it or not. Oh, that's where I am, Virginia. um, UVA and, uh, yeah. Flew up there um, because my um, God bless my speech pathologist in Colorado, but she tapped into her network because she didn't have the um, capabilities to teach me <laughs> how to physically speak. And then after a week in Virginia, they could they could not shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're broadcasting to millions. <laughs> now I'm broadcasting to millions. When um, when the U- UBA speech department be found, which I have um, gotten the honor to speak twice at UBA, never to the UBA speech department, though, never to the place that taught me how to speak. I, hopefully that's a dream of mine one of these days to fly up and speak um, to the UBA speech department because um, that would be cool even though um, my world-renowned speech pathologist sadly passed away Mm. um, years ago now, but um, it would be cool to speak to the UVA speech department because I, even though I think doctors and nurses and speech to speech pathologists on, on the best thing on the planet, 
they also get paid low when uh, it's the medical system is so screwed up that we need those success stories um, to come out of the woodwork and say, look, here's what I'm doing. Let's inspire these kids to um, speak because um, I was unfortunately in the generation, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, I was at the end of the generation of you got to put this kid in a home. Mm. She won't ever walk. She won't ever talk. She, yeah. She wow. won't ever be a journalist. And so, um, so unfortunately, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, doctors were telling parents to put their kids in homes. And so, yeah. When I have some bad news for you. What? Journalism doesn't pay very much either. Ow. Uh, yeah, people people ask me that all the time. They're like, "Why are you going into a tougher degree than teaching?" And I'm like, "Oh my god! If you guys even know, if you guys even know how hard teachers slave away, and as all these teachers are going to be screaming and my children saying, when can you help us as a journalist?'" And he has a no, because if I if I bark and squawk um, loudly about teaching and how teachers didn't get paid higher, no one can listen to me. They it just goes in one ear out the other. So, um, hmm. but I can try. I can try to help you guys, but no, <laughs> I can't because no one hasn't listened to me yet. So no. So that your wish won't be granted by me. Pick someone else, please. <laughs> now moving forward on this, um, you're also a podcaster. You yeah. have um Ask Win, which has been running for quite a while now and has a big following. And yeah. you have a, a new show that's um I believe describing your time learning journalism. Yes, because I wanna do it as a different perspective and I was actually testing out a new podcasting host called Anchor Mm -hmm. and then I'm also starting a new show in in the podcasting space because like I'm a crazy woman now you can call me the crazy journalist I don't care I'll take that title on it but um, as you know, and once your podcast listener, you can't get enough. And once your podcast producer, you can't get enough either. So I am starting a new show in January. If I can get my act together, it will be launched January 1, 2019. How to kick off New Year's Day. Launch a podcast. Yes, when you're crazy. But um, <laughs> I am starting a new podcast called Diary of a Passionista, raising awareness for a disability that I also have that affects millions of Americans, able-bodied and disabled alike, called scoliosis. Mm. And I um, want to raise awareness on that now that CP has its own platform for, thank you, me, for raising awareness on CP. 
Now I need to raise awareness on my second disability here, scoliosis, because um, you can be walking perfectly fine and still get scoliosis. And when, um, who was it? When George Stephanopoulos's daughter came out, George Stephanopoulos of Good Morning America, mm-hmm. his daughter came out with, um, she has scoliosis, and it made me feel better because I was trying to not have a pity party for myself. I actually and do too, Wynn. My, I didn't know if you knew see? that. I have a minor case. Minor case. So um, when she came out, they um, actually opened up to the UK Daily Mail and go Google it, you guys. I'm allowing you to go Google scoliosis only on that particular case because I think it's cool. And when she um, came out, when the family came out, was that they said it happened during puberty which my doctor and a lot of doctors do not tell you, do not tell you. They say, oh, let's do the surgery, and let's do the surgery at 50 degrees. My case, like yours now, um, after 11 years, is minor. I still have a 10-degree curve because when they went in there, they... um, they can't straighten out the spines they'll never again. I will still have a 10-degree curve until the day I die. And so um, that is why I'm doing a diary of a fashionista talking about fashion and scoliosis at the same time because with us having scoliosis, you can hide it under clothing. People don't ask you what is happening to you, whereas with CP, they ask, what is happening to you? Hmm. Out of curiosity, um, what helps with your condition? I believe you do yoga, um, you've mentioned before. I did do yoga, but I haven't gone back to it. And it, anything, simply anything, if you can walk, walking helps with CP. Rock climbing, which I've newly gotten into, helps with CP. Anything to break up the tone. And I'm unfortunately one of the unlucky ones with tone. So anything to break up the tone and um, pedaling a bicycle, e-biking, could help break up the tone. What is the tone? I'm sorry. The tone is when your muscles want, your muscles get stiff, mm-hmm. basically, in layman's terms. And um, last night, as we, we were recording this interview, my shoulder decided to start acting up, and I knew it was my tone. The best thing to me in that case, and luckily it was at 8 o'clock last night, um, and the best thing for me is I put my PJs on and just got straightened um, my body out in the bed. And it it cured itself. So I don't know what was going on with my shoulder. But um, but that's what happens. When I forget I have CP, CP gets ahead of me and 
It's not a pudding picture. Does massage help by chance? Yes, yes. Deep tissue massage helps by chance, but maybe when my life gets uncrazy and I'm out of journalism school, I can get myself a massage. (laughs) And then um, when I step away from teaching, I can get my, because self care is one of those things you have to be mindful of. CP, not so much with scoliosis. Scoliosis they fixed and they're calling good on my end. But, um, but CP, you kind of have to be self-care to yourself and as we all are. But um, when I forget I have CP and there they, I do I, um, nine times out of ten, I get loose of the goose, so mm. I forget I have CP, and when I do have those bad days where CP goes upside down and I can't control it, I'm like, ugly. <laughs> Here mm. we go, I just, I just go with the flow, I'm like, yeah, CP is going upside down and I can't control it, and considering, um, it's the end of my midterm week. I thought CP was going upside down this week, but mm. it's it hasn't, thank God. So I'm like, thank you, because midterms and papers and school stresses me out. So I'm like, oh, thank you, CP, for controlling yourself and not going upside down on me. But uh, when, as I said, when CP goes upside down, I just ride through the pain of CP and mm. ride through the tone and that's all I can do. I'm on no medication whatsoever for CP up until um, from 2006 to 2009 I was on Baclavin which is a strong muscle relaxer mm. yes and they use it for CP to relax the tone and it made me walking zombie and um, my mom took me off back living. She called the children's hospital one day and said I'm taking went off back living and the doctors said don't you do that we want win on back living. My mom goes I would rather have win have CP and be a functioning woman and a functioning journalist and um, then have her be a walking zombie and not be a and have her brain be mush and not remember. That makes total sense and I have a another question that my audience would not let me get away with not asking. Oh! Because you live in Colorado. For the audience. (laughs) Now, you live in Colorado, so I know they have to be wondering, what about cannabis? Have you tried that? Does oh, that help? Oh, yes. Yes. I will answer that question. I do have access to cannabis. As you guys know, I do have access to THC, as you guys know. And my fa- family and um, fan base knows this, and I will answer this question, can I actually knew this question was coming because of the state I live in and I um, cannabis will help 
but um, I don't use it, but I will use it if my CP were ever to the point where it would go upside down on me, as I said earlier, and I can control it at least for, I would say, about two weeks. I would not get on back back on back within. I would use cannabis. Okay. okay. And that's the God on us truth. I would use um, THC for a non-THC to control my CP. That's the God on us truth. And I was open and honest with you. And <laughs> people on the occasion asked me that question. And I knew it was coming. And I did a full um, fledged podcast episode on that subject. So mm-hmm. on Ask When with my co-host at the time, and we talked about it. Would I go? Um, would I go on that stuff if my CP were to get bad enough? And yes, I would. Well, it is legal and perfectly is available. Legal. So perfectly available, and it is legal. So. Yeah. M- many of us are jealous of your um, ah, opportunities. Yeah, I was talking. I was actually talking to a young man who works with LinkedIn, and he has MS, and mm. he lives in Georgia, and he um, said to me bluntly on the phone, "He goes, well, you live in the state which is progressive." Do you take it? And I said the exact same thing I said to you. I said, I would take it if my CP got upside down on itself and I couldn't get I couldn't get out of the jam. Makes total sense. Now, I want to pivot again to how did you um, discover podcasting? Well, I discovered podcasting because of the iPhone. As I said, I am a complete Apple fan goal, except I don't have a Mac yet, but I will get one back <laughs> in my life and be very happy about it. Um, but I discovered podcasting because, funny enough, my favorite color is purple. And if you guys, under, you'll see where I'm going with this mm-hmm. in two seconds. <laughs> Eric knows where I'm going with this because he knows the big purple button is podcasting that. So I'm always curious what big purple button is doing on my iPhone and what my favorite color is doing on my iPhone. And so this is the first time I've been anything that my favorite color is purple and big purple giant buttons landed on my iPhone. And so I... I opened up the app. Of course, when you open up the app, there's nothing there until you subscribe. So mm-hmm. I think I typed in writing. And of course, because at the time I was writing, I come and win. And I'm like, I need expert help here. My goodness, I need expert help here. I can't do it all myself. I need to learn the tricks of the train. So I typed in writing. And my goodness, over a thousand podcasts popped up. And so I click and I said, oh boy, oh boy, when has opened up a green uh, monster that now she can't control? Hmm. So then 
two weeks later, I believe it was two weeks later, I typed in cerebral palsy. I speak to the lady in the phone and say cerebral palsy. Do you know nothing? And I mean nothing came up. And I'm like, okay, we have a problem here and I'm going to fix this problem. And so that's what um, that's what started me on being a podcast producer. Thank you very much. Because I was trying to find um, something in my niche that um, didn't exist. That makes total sense. Now, on that note, though, um, what were some of your early shows? I mean, what shows drag you in? Oh, the three, which is still in the distance, by the way, the creative pen. And that's the name of the podcast. And this is the woman's last name. She's out of the UK, got late. She tells us on the podcast. So there's a plug for the creative pen. She got laid off from the computer engineering um, field accounts accounts receivable field in the heart of London and at the time she was so upset going to work um, every single day she would cry on the train and she had a really bad um, experience in the accounts receivable field and she um, then got laid off. Well, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and she said, when I got laid off, I was trusting one stream of income, and she made a commitment to herself that she would never do that again. Trust one stream of income. With a day job, it's only one stream of income. Now, I have two um, two to three streams of income, and if I lost my job, I would fall back on my journalism degree and my journalism um, career, and my fan base would pick me up. So me losing my day job, I don't see that happening, but I also um, can fall back on my journalism degree and my journalism fan base, and if I lose my job and my fan base, would pick me up. Of course, I would say that publicly on my fan base. And I actually lost my job in 2009 before I had the podcast and before I had the um, wherewithal to do streams of income. And I made the also commitment to myself, just like Joanna Pendant, and I said, I never want this to happen again. I never want this to happen again. So when I, um, when my mom passed away in 2010, I'm like, I'm going to write a book. Hmm. Now, what is your um, podcasting setup like? My podcasting setup is, even though I do have a fancy podcasting mic, I, um, I have, I'm using a pair of Apple headphones, and this is how I do my podcast as well. And I'm using a pair of Apple headphones as we record this. And I call into a conference call line, and Eric, 
Leah, you'll be calling into that conference call line because <laughs> Eric has graciously accepted the offer to come on my podcast so I can talk about him a little bit and let him um, promote the unstructured podcast. And um, because Eric has only been doing this since March 2000 and a little bit. Um, <laughs> now I forgot the date you told me, but that's okay. And see, you just you just saw CP show up in a um, way that I don't like CP to show up. My memory kind of gets screwed up and I don't remember half the stuff I was saying. Also, that may come from a TBI too, so Play injury, I have it all. I have scoliosis, CP, and a traumatic brain injury. I have it all. So what I was saying is that I use a pair of Apple headphones. I use a um, iPhone, and then we I hand it off to my assistant. I've taught her how to stick it up on the podcast feed, and then. Um, she sticks it up, and then we're good as gold to go. Okay, so now um, I guess that's Danielle then? Yes. And does she edit it for you, or do you no. edit? No. we. I have an editor, but my editor is a little too busy, and so we just leave it all natural. Run and gun. We just leave it all natural and my fan base is so used to having a podcaster with CP now that it's like uh, yeah if, the, if I um, made myself naturally take out the arms the arms the um, brain force like I had on your podcast um, they would think oh this is not win this is <laughs> I did put the closet. You actually do not do that that much. They um, they understand that I have TP, and that's what I'm trying to teach. And now I have to teach the rest of the population about scoliosis too fast, and, which um, I think that's going to be an easier, um, easier case act because, as you said, I have scoliosis too. Scoliosis lawyers there and I think a thousand people will be coming out of the woodwork once they figure out, oh, Ben has scoliosis. I have scoliosis even though I'm an able bodied body. <laughs> I'm wondering um, with your workflow if that fits well with the Anchor app. Uh, recording it on iPhone. Yes, it does. But I don't like Anchor. I, I tell you why, and I know I know you had the CEO of Anchor on sure. your podcast, and I know that. And please go back and listen to the um, Anchor episode of Eric's podcast just to figure out what I'm talking about. But somehow, I don't believe that they don't take your content. Somehow, and I know the CEO said to you that um, said to you oh we leave content alone 
I can't get a human to respawn on on Twitter. So if I that is a question I've been interested to know, but I I think they use I know Simplecast and Simplecast tells me that Simplecast doesn't use Twitter as a form of technical support. I could barely get Simplecast technical support. So that's why I'm um, hosting the Diary of a Fashionista on Blueberry.com because at least I can get Blueberry technical support on Twitter. And so, um, and I'm pretty sure with Podbean you can too, Eric, but mm-hmm. with Simplecast and Anchor, they kind of do their own, I think they use more I think they use Twitter as a form of social media marketing. Hmm. I'm not um, necessarily a proponent or an advocate of Anchor. I I like having options out there. I also had Dave Jackson on, who is not a fan of Anchor, to I sort of do the other side of the equation. I know because I hate to tell you the thing. I hate to do about bad news. But I think I'm on the team Dave Jackson here because, not because he works for Lipson, by the way, but I don't, if Anchor goes down, what am I going to do? If Simplecast goes down, which is my biggest fear now that I hope I come and win on it, um, Asplin, I just called my pod. See what I did? I just called my podcast the name of my book. Oh boy! And so, <laughs> um, and so now that I host Aspen on Anchor, I Aspen on Simplecast. There we go. Now I got the two podcast computers. Mm-hmm. But um, Aspen on Simplecast. If Simplecast were to go down, I have no way of getting um, in communications with them. They'll barely respond to my emails, let alone um, get on Twitter and say this is what's going on. At least with Blueberry, which is run by Todd Cochran, um, and he hosts podcasts himself. He hosts a new media show for the mm-hmm. geeks out there, and then he hosts the um, new media show for the podcasting gig, and then he hosts the Tech Central podcast. I don't know what the name of it. Just type in Todd Conklin. You'll find out. And then, um, and then, see, with Blueberry, they actually tell you on Twitter what is going on so you have a better understanding. You don't even have to email technical support. And then with Lipson, too, and I'm sure with Podbean, they do. But um, I am in the camp of anchors easy to use, and I call myself lazy journalist. I like ease in my life because uh, being a full-time patient of CP, my workflow requires a little bit more thinking than the average workflow. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, 
I have to be conscious of CT. CT comes before anything else. And CT even comes before journalism school. Thank you very much. So even though I love Anchor for the ease of use, I'm in a team of Dave Jackson. And so, um, yeah, because if Anchor goes down or if the simplecast goes down, what are we going to do? Right. Now, to close this out, um, I have one question for you, and I think it's important for everyone. And that is, what is your best mental trick for overcoming perceived barriers? What? Man, man, you back me into a corner on, yeah, you back me into a corner at the end of unstructured. What is the best mental trick? Well, the best mental trick is don't seem like you're going to work every day. Get a degree that you love and get uh get a degree that you love whether it be although they don't offer degrees in podcasting, I wish they would. Um they don't offer college degrees in podcasting, although I was lucky enough to take a full fledged class in podcasting at the Academy of Arts the only one in the country, and so thank you very much as part of my fashion journalism degree. We got that. And so um, my best mental trick would be get a degree that you love because then it doesn't seem like you're doing work every single day. Awesome and very inspiring. Now, where can people find you, in? Oh, people can find me all over the place. Yes, I'm allowing people to Google my name and um, if people want to send me stuff, my address is on Google too. And <laughs> But you can also find me on you can also find me on Twitter, Win Kelly Charles. You can also search on Spotify as Win. So, although I don't know how Spotify is doing with that when I haven't got the metrics on that one but mm-hmm. you can also open up Spotify and type in ask win as in win a game and W-I-N and it will pop up trust me I have a book monk and <laughs> my best tip for podcasters this is actually a public service announcement that Eric you um, will not cut out because I will not let you. Um, <laughs> always subscribe to your own podcast in the podcast player of your choice because what I've come to find out is Podbean, Simplecast, Lipson, Blueberry, um, don't like us yelling at them for when the podcast doesn't show up in 24 hours. So help all these podcast hosts out by subscribing to your own podcast. And then if it doesn't show up in 24 hours, you can nicely talk to technical support. <laughs> nicely. I said nicely, not meanly, because IT gets mean all the time. And so um, 
nicely. You can nicely talk to and support. But please subscribe to your own podcast. And yes, if you guys want me to help you publish a book, I can do book consulting. I have a team that helps me. I can do it. I've um, And then if you guys want to start a podcast like Eric and I have, um, I you guys can contact me. My emails are in my Twitter at Win Kelly Charles, Kelly K E L L Y Win W I N Charles C H A R L S, and then you can just figure out from there. Or if you Google Ask Win, you can figure out CP from Ask Win. I do not want you guys to self-diagnose your kids with. CP, and that's the sad thing because CP is getting diagnosed when these kids are two and three years old, and then without proper medical care, I would be a mess. And without um, with uh, undiagnosis of CP, it's a mess. It will send you down a rabbit hole of anger. So. Please, please, please don't self-diagnose your child with CP. Ask one of the experts. I'm not a doctor, but I pretty much have doctors in my network that I can call and say, help me diagnose this child with CP because it's a childhood disease and no egg. I can't pass it along to my kids um, if I choose Carry kids. I cannot pass along CP to my kids. It's not hereditary. And so that's one of the other um, questions people ask me can you pass it along to your kids? No, you can't. Right. And so because it's an injury, you, not a it's disease. It's an injury. Yes. It's an injury, not a disease. And so if you want to start a podcast, just do it. Just do it, just do it, just do it. There's so many podcasting gurus like Eric out there, and I call you a guru even though you're new to the game. Well, and um, and so, and Dave Jackson is a guru. He's been at it longer than we have. I am a guru, guru for the disabled. I like the disabled to tell their own stories and I think I'm the only woman podcaster out there with a disability, quite frankly, doing this. And so um, just if you need help, just reach out. Just reach out to one of us, and then um, we can help you and guide you in the right direction. That's great advice. And when thank you so much for coming on. Well, you're welcome. Hi, this is Kara Mayer Robinson, and I host Really Famous. I interview A-list celebrities. I dive deep because I used to be a therapist. This is what Tim Gunn said. I just have this antipathy for the judges. I can't stand being in the same room with them. Tim Daly. If you're not working in L.A. and you're an actor, there's no worse place to be. Michael Rappaport. I changed schools every year from the third grade to the twelfth grade. Disruptive was my thing. Chaz Palminteri. I knew something was going on. I said, I got to talk to somebody. It's Really Famous. It's like eavesdropping on a therapy session.